We all know that organic content marketing and SEO is one of the most important growth channels for SaaS today. It's a real struggle for most growing SaaS companies to find the internal bandwidth to get all the content done that you need for your SEO. Plus, how do you prioritize your actions to get the fastest path to results? The trick is finding the right agency to partner with. And that's why today's sponsor is Flying Cat Marketing. I really like the way they approach SEO and content marketing. They're full service and they have content experts, technical SEO experts, and a team of absolute rock stars. But what I really love about their approach is the following. They have a process for working with internal experts so their content sounds like it's written in-house. They follow a proven framework, which means they get results way faster than any regular in-house team. And they do everything. They don't just provide you with the strategy and let you figure it out. They actually execute it for you and hold themselves accountable for results. Plus, they know B2B SaaS, which is what we're talking about today. Their clients include ActiveCampaign, Mixmax, Hotjar, and many other big names in SaaS. If you're ready to dip your toes into SEO and content marketing, please speak with them today at flyingcatmarketing.com. Hello, hello, everyone. This is your host, Akil Jabbar, and welcome back to another episode of SaaS District. In today's episode, we'll be talking about everything about link building when it comes to SaaS. Today, we have our guest, Shoria Jane, joining us. Sharia is the founder of Samurai Marketers, a link building agency for brands in the SaaS industry. He loves to help B2B brands implement their organic marketing and link building strategies. Among Samurai Marketers clients, you will find some famous brands like Zoom, Udemy, and Waybook, and many others. Um, so when he's not working on, on SaaS companies, you can find him reading some a lot on business or personal development books. So welcome, Sharia. Super excited to have you on the SaaS District Show today and learn more. Hey man, it's great to be talking to you. Uh, thanks for having me on your podcast. Uh, just a little background. I am Shorya Jain. I've been in the link building space uh, for about four years now. Mm-hmm. Um, pivoted to link building just for SaaS businesses about two years ago. Uh, have worked with uh, some really great clients, uh, HubSpot, and uh, a couple of others that I can't name. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's cool. been a cool journey. Hoping to uh, serve some value to the listeners and viewers. Yeah, yeah. Love to hear. Kind of share your knowledge, share all your background you've gained from these last few years. Uh, but before we get kind of into the nitty gritty and the meat of the show, just kind of high level, you know, for a SaaS audience, maybe considering, okay, should I be uh, even considering link building, right? So I know there's a lot of focus on technical SEO. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of focus on focus on content. Uh, and then, you know, there's always a, should we be focusing on link building? Because, you know, it can get expensive. It can get, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of effort, mm-hmm. a lot of outreach. It's yeah. a lot of content you've created. Um, how important is it in, in 2022 to still have, you know, link building as part of your overall SEO strategy? And, and why is it important, you think? Yeah, so like uh, anyone who is even a bit familiar with SEO, uh, they might have heard about Moz and Ahrefs. So they have these, uh, reports that come out every year, like they measure which factors are the most important. So if you pick up uh, any report from the last year, probably this year, backlinks always are the number one mm-hmm. ranking factor for Google. So you still have to focus on backlinks. They are the number one ranking factor. But yes, they only, the prerequisite is you got to have content on your mm-hmm. website that's optimized for SEO. You are going after the right keywords. So uh, you got to have your SEO strategy dialed in. 
uh, as far as uh, the on-page SEO is concerned before you start building links. Mm. Okay, so it is super important. Sounds like it is you know, number one, but you first have to figure, you have to prioritize, get your on-page styled in and then now... Yeah, you got to have Google. content produced first. Then mm. uh, like first get some keywords that you want to go after in SaaS. It's always good to like start with the bottom of the funnel uh, yeah. keywords. And uh, so probably have some pages built around some bottom of the funnel keywords and then you can start building links so that uh, you can start ranking and acquire warm leads uh, which are more likely to convert. Got it. And you know, I, I get about like 10 emails a day from different, you know, agencies pitching me ask or, you know, saying, hey, uh, Acer, I can get you on Entrepreneur. I can get you on all these high quality backlinks. Um, I can get you, you know, guest posts on all these websites that they have relationships with. You know, mm-hmm. but you know, there's always a, the the idea of like what's considered a high quality backlink, and and secondly, should I be paying for them, right? Because all of them are saying, yeah, you have to pay hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, five hundred dollars, depending on the domain authority or the traffic or you know what you know how quality of these websites are. But then I've also seen a lot of these sites that they, they, they there's a mirage of you know high DR and a lot of traffic, but they're you know probably some kind of PBN and probably does more damage than good. So maybe yeah. just if you can speak about you know what is really a high quality backlink. Yeah, that's a good question, Akil. Uh, so let's first talk about if we should be paying and whom should we be paying. So mm-hmm. if you're paying webmasters uh, for links, so that's probably not a good idea because uh, what will happen is if they are accepting money from you to acquire to give you a link, they are probably also going to be okay uh, accepting money from a casino website, porn website, you uh, all kind of shady websites, and mm-hmm. then you're gonna end up in a bad neighborhood. And if you mm-hmm. have enough of these ba- links in the bad neighborhood, Google will eventually uh, catch you and penalize you. So it's not always bad to pay, but in ninety nine percent, ninety nine percent of the times, it's bad to pay the webmasters any kind of money. Where you should be investing your money, hiring agencies that can help you like execute digital PR campaigns or acquire links for you organically where there's no exchange of money involved between you and the webmasters. Webmasters Mm -hmm. are like giving you the link because the content is good, because they want to link to you, not because they got paid. Mm -hmm. Got it. And then what, what, how do you differentiate? So you hire an agency and they say, we've got you these 10 backlinks. Um, you know, we've paid you for it. And then how do I know? You show me all these links. How do I know if it's a good link or not? I mean, other than what am I looking at to believe that yeah. it is? Mm-hmm. So uh, what makes a high quality link? Uh, the most important thing, uh, according to me, is relevance. Uh, relevance works on two levels. Uh, first, is the, first is domain level relevance. And second is um, article level relevance so if you have let's say you have a C, uh, you have got a software about cro uh, so then getting a link from a blog that talks only about conversion rate optimization uh, like cxl.com they exactly. mainly talked about conversion rate optimization that's going to be great for you uh, next uh, is article level relevance it's a bit less important because uh, 
you can get article uh, level relevance on any site. A fashion blog can, like if you pay a fashion blog to post your article about CRO, they probably will. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you pay a digital marketing blog about and uh, ask them to publish an article about CRO, they probably will. But uh, Google can see the mismatch in the various topics they have published so far. So it's a bit less important. So if if uh, I always go after domain level relevance, mm. but if you can stack on top of it article level relevance, that's even better. Secondly, SEO metrics from SEO tools, they are also helpful in determining if a link is good or not. So they are not always accurate because uh, they are just an estimation from a third party uh, about SEO, but they still give you a pretty good idea. So my go-to tool is Ahrefs and their metric is domain rating. So uh, like if all things being the same, uh, I would go with a site which has higher DR than a lower DR. Got it. Okay. So yeah, Ahrefs, that's the tool. I mean, I'm just looking right now. That's what we use as well. Like, uh, you know, our website, Horizon Capital, we have a domain DR of 31. So I'm guessing that's the number you want to look at. So anything about, you know, uh, a higher amount, that means generally higher quality is what you're saying, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I know we chatted about a little bit, a little bit about this at the beginning about, you know, comparing link building versus other strategies as part of the whole kind of SEO channel. Um, you know, so like we talked about content, we talked about, you know, getting that dialed in, getting your your technical side dialed in, and then you focus on link building. Um, but then if I have this option, it's like, okay, should I publish, you know, let's say 10, 10 articles this month and, you know, invest my mm-hmm. dollars and energy into that part of the SEO strategy? Or should I go and get, you know, 20 backlinks? Um, how would you compare those two? Like just from your mind, where would you put your, how would you assess that? Uh, I guess it's not a question of, of either this or that it's like this and that you gotta invest in both Mm. of course content would come first but like let's say uh you have got a keyword that you know will bring Mm. in a lot of money for you and uh it's competitive like Mm -hmm. the other companies have also a page targeting the same keyword and a lot of uh, brands exist in the space so what can you do? You got to build links to that page. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the only thing uh, that will take it to the take it to page one mm-hmm. until other factors kicking, uh, like the user experience, the bounce rate, everything like uh, everything related to the user experience. But to be able to make it to the page one, you have to use links. Mm. Okay, so it's it's just part of the overall equation. It's it's you know. One plus one equals two. You have to have the one uh, table to, to rank. Yes, yeah. like link building mm. is like rocket fuel and content is like the rocket. Uh, you have no use of uh, the rocket fuel <laughs> without the rocket. <laughs> That's but, right. You get, yeah, you're sitting on fuel but without the rocket. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> makes sense. Okay. Um, so I, I want to hear some examples, right? I know you've worked with several campaigns. You mentioned some companies uh, and several SaaS companies you work with, and I'm, I'm assuming you're you're generating good results for them. What do you? Can you share some some things that you've seen? You know, before and after. What kind of you know, things have you seen? And then, what are some you know wrong ways to approach link link building that maybe some founders should avoid, and and that you've seen 
go wrong or maybe you've had to fix or you've, you've looked at and you said, oh my God, why have they done that? Or what did they do? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we worked with a appointment booking uh, software recently. Okay. Okay. Uh, so we were able to get links for them on sites like monday.com, Zapier, Hunter. So all these uh, other cool SaaS companies and uh, we basically got them like 30 links over a space over a span of uh, three months. Uh, the result was that uh, they went from 100, about 100 signups a month to 250 signups a month uh, for the tri- uh, the trials, uh, trial signup. So we basically focused on getting links to the bottom of the funnel pages. So bottom of the funnel pages are like uh, X versus Y. So mm. pe- where people are evaluating options. So like a newcomer, what what they can do is uh, they can like go after Savical versus Calendly. People are searching for Savical versus Calendly. What they can do is Savical versus Calendly versus their own uh, com- company name. So they can hijack the traffic and mm. probably funnel some uh, uh, traffic to their own uh, brand other mm-hmm. bottom of the funnel keywords include like reviews uh, for other brands pricing for other brands people search for like uh, Zapier pricing so you could if you are a competitor like you are Integromat you could create a page around pricing for Zapier uh, you'll get some targeted traffic mm-hmm. uh, which you can like retarget with uh, Facebook Pixel uh, or something like that. Uh, okay. So that was a big win for us recently. And okay. some things that like the found uh, a founder can and should avoid when it comes to link building is mm-hmm. so there there are a lot of things, but uh, I'll share the three kind of uh, links they should avoid. First mm-hmm. is buying links on Fiverr. So mm-hmm. uh, Fiverr. Gigs, they promise you hundreds of links, uh, for like ten bucks. So, let's say you are not from a marketing background, you are just like a, uh, like solo founder. Uh, you make the SaaS, and then you read online that hey, you need backlinks. You go on Fiverr, you see hundreds of backlinks for me, just being sold for ten dollars. You mm. order it away what's going to happen? You'll probably get penalized. So mm-hmm. uh, that's because the all these links are auto-generated using softwares and uh, Google can easily uh, like catch these. They can easily identify these auto-generated links. Mm-hmm. So you definitely don't want to acquire these kind of links. When it comes to link building, quality over quantity any day. Mm. Second is buying links on sites that sell links. So we talked about this earlier. Uh, You don't want to be paying webmaster for links. That's against Google's terms of service. Uh, You can get away with it, but like if you are not SEO savvy, you will probably end up buying links on sites that are not up to the mark that are 
on Google's radar already. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you better stay away from it. Mm-hmm. Third is like going for press release services. So okay. these services, uh, they tell you that they gonna get your uh, brand covered on a lot of news outlets. Uh, yeah. The problem with these services is that they only get you no follow links. So no follow links don't like don't really carry much SEO value. Mm-hmm. And secondly, since the same uh, text is being published on so many outlets, like mm-hmm. they send the same press release to so many outlets, most of these pages don't even get indexed. So uh like it's like putting your money down the drain mm. so yeah these but do you think uh, from like an exposure perspective like is it good just from visibility and getting people to you know read that and come back so, to website so these news outlets uh first of all they are not very well known they are like mm. uh very how do i say it? so you know people uh just build sites just to be able to sell links on them. These are kind of those uh, sites. And secondly, uh, they're going to publish it in a category where Mm. like they, they will not uh, uh, feature it on the homepage. So you are not going to get any exposure. They, even they know why you are like doing this uh, (laughs) press release just for the links. So they're going to publish it under some, uh, you, uh, V category. Mm, okay, so you're not really going to get any exposure. Okay. Got yeah. It. If okay. you need exposure, like, uh, come to Akil's podcast, I would say. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you mentioned the one uh, example where you helped, you know, I think from 100 demo requests to about 250. Um, so one thing you measured in that in that kind of experiment was, uh, you know, the demo request and qualified you know, leads coming in. Um, to to the SaaS product. What are some? And you also mentioned DR as a as a metric you guys look at to see the quality of the link. Are there any tests or metric, metrics we should measure to understand um, a if a link is really worthwhile and has actually generated results? And then you know for, to your uh, to your example of that 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 case study you talked about. How long was that before you saw those results and and improvement? Uh, so there's no single metric. I would say. Uh, that you have to look at uh, when judging if a link is worthwhile uh, because there's so many factors. Uh, there's relevance, there's how authoritative the brand is, there is what kind of anchor you're going to be getting. So just go with uh, go with something that's going to put you at like the least risk uh, in terms of getting a penalty from Google. Uh, every digital, like uh, you're going to get a bump in rankings, whether you use PBN links, shitty Fiverr links, or a digital PR service like us. That's easy. Getting, like seeing improvements is easy. Uh, what What matters is how long do those improvements like uh, stay there? How long do the increased rankings stay there? So uh, it's really a very complicated question. Uh, you got to work with a SEO or link building strategist to 
be able to determine uh what kind of links you should be getting and secondly uh what was your question again uh, uh how, what do you measure what are you measuring afterwards to see what oh yeah i was we were talking about the the case study you, you published uh, so you mm-hmm. mentioned you know you got 100 to 250 leads what was the time frame which you know started backlinking and then seeing that that increase how long does it take yeah so it was over a span of 3 months wow that's that's super impressive the huge spike mm-hmm. over 150% in 3 months okay and do you remember how many links you guys built overall in the time frame? Uh, 30 links. 30 links. Okay, well. A quick note from our sponsors today, and we'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by DoFollow.io, a premium link building agency specializing in driving SEO growth for SaaS companies. Do you have great content and want to boost your organic traffic to your website? Get links on high-quality websites such as MSN, HubSpot, Zendesk, Cloudways, and hundreds of others. DoFollow.io can get you guaranteed results for less than the cost of hiring an in-house SEO completely hands-off, no retainer, 100% performance-based, and cancel anytime. If you're interested, book a call now at DoFollow.io and start outranking your competitors today. And uh, what's what would you say is the difference? So I know you mentioned you know driving links uh, back to review pages, the comparison pages. And then there's also the the easier way, which people say, okay, just link back to your homepage. Um, mm-hmm. Or, you know, whether it's your product page, your features page, your pricing page, whatever the page is, what's the difference there? And, and then should we be using like anchor text of the brand or should we, you know, try mm-hmm. to use anchor text that similar of the keywords that we're trying to rank for or the exact keyword? Yeah, that's a good question. Man. So, uh, it w- any day, like, getting links to a blog post is easier than mm-hmm. getting links to product page or service page. So uh, anyone starting out in link building, I would say try to produce top of the funnel content mm-hmm. uh, and uh, do outreach, manual outreach uh, and try to get links to those because they are easier to get links to people wanna uh, cite helpful resources, not product pages in their mm-hmm. articles. Mm-hmm. So, but ranking your product pages is important too. So what people do is they, after they get link a lot of links to their content pages, they internally link to their product pages. So this passes on the link juice to their uh, product pages. Okay. Uh, so that's one strategy um like or you can work with an agency and get links to the product pages directly uh mm-hmm. like we do this but like even for us it's a bit difficult it takes a lot more effort than getting links to uh content pages mm-hmm. but yes that's like more direct kind of way uh mm-hmm. to be able to rank higher uh, and thirdly, uh, you asked me about anchor texts. Yeah. So anchor texts are very tricky. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what's how, like, if you go read any study by these SEO tools like Ahrefs or Moz, they, what they have found is most of the links to a page are like branded anchor, which okay. means, uh, 
the brand is being mentioned as the anchor. Uh, then the second most uh, prevalent anchor is like something unrelated, completely unrelated. Click here, go here, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Then is like partial match. So like your page is about uh, user feedback. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the anchor can be hey, uh, get feedback from mm. people or uh, mm. something that mentions just, just a word or two from your target keyword and okay. the exact match that's like just one or two percent of mm. the total link profile so you got to be very careful uh, when it comes to like choosing the anchors uh we in fact have a proprietary software that like does this analysis with wow. two of your higher rankings, higher ranking competitors. It determines like what kind of anchors they are getting, what kind wow. of anchors you have. So it then uh, like builds a ratio uh, and tells you like you should get more of these anchors and less of these. So yeah. Nice. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because I, I would think that the, the easiest thing would just be ideally to get the exact match. And I think, you know, Google will say, yeah, this is perfectly relevant. But yeah, I think from what I understand, you want to mix it up, right? You don't want to be, because mm-hmm. then it looks kind of too obvious. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thanks, Sharia. Last, last question before we get into the kind of personal rapid fire question. Um, so, you know, SaaS founders listening in or marketers, they're looking to start the link building campaign. All they've been doing is technical. So they've been creating content. Now they're ready to you know, add that fuel to the to the rocket. Uh, what are some tips you can share with them if they have to get started with little or maybe no budget and, you know, they want to do it themselves? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you've got little to no budget. Uh, here are two things that uh, I would su- suggest you doing. First is like reaching out to B2B bloggers and just mm-hmm. offering them your uh, subscription to your software for free and ask okay. them that, hey, if they could probably write a review about it or just like, give you a link that's all so there's no exchange of money involved uh they get value you get value out of the uh thing uh and secondly uh what you could do is so i uh, a few months ago i studied like 12 uh lead generation tools i studied their backend profiles actually so what i found was uh the a tactic that works great is mm-hmm. like creating a free tool. Mm. So let's say you are hunter.io, you help people find emails. So what you could do is just create a free Chrome extension with like 50, uh, 50 credit limit. People just love free stuff. They're going to share it like crazy. So if you can like uh, introduce a free tier in your SaaS, or create a free tool that's related to your SaaS, it's going to be a big link magnet for you. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I love that idea. Yeah, create a few tool and let that kind of be the, if you can do it through a development, through product, and you can do it yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love it. Cool. I uh, love it. Um, ready to move towards the the second part of the interview, the rapid fire questions? Sure thing. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. All right. So I want to start off with the, the name of your brand, SamuraiMarketers.com. Um, I guess your story started with where you took a trip out to Japan, you loved it, and that influenced the name of your company's brand name. Can you tell us quickly about how that, that came to be and why you love Japan? Yeah, so basically, uh, one day, like when I was in 
टेंथ ग्रेड आई वॉज बंकिंग माई बंकिंग अ क्लास अ टीचर क्वार्टर्स एंड शी वॉज लाइक हे डू वन स्टार्ट स्टडिंग जैपनीज बिकॉज शी लाइक गॉट नो स्टूडेंट्स नो वन वॉज इंटरेस्टेड इन हर सब्जेक्ट सो वी सेट लाइक what's in it for us she said that you want to be able to travel to japan for free uh, mm-hmm. so we said yeah uh, sign us up so that's how i got involved with uh, like japan and learning japanese uh, okay. uh, and then we started learning japanese and we were able to like visit japan it okay. was great man uh, the culture is very much like india where okay. like, they respect their elders a lot and uh, they are pretty conservative uh, in many things mm-hmm. uh, so yeah that that was pretty uh, fascinating for us and then how it influenced the name mm-hmm. uh, like i'm not very creative uh, so i just mm-hmm. uh, connected it to like what you love fascinated yeah. fascinated me in my childhood because i okay. i've got no passions as a uh, adult other than like marketing it's okay i mean that that was your your fuel i mean that's your passion and i mean that's what inspired you i mean that's what it is right i mean if that's what you love and that's something you enjoy i mean that's that's your your branch should represent you and if that's what you are then that's cool yeah yeah cool um so i don't know if you do you know samurai practice or, or what it is but what's one activity you enjoy outside of work that gets you into into flow state uh i like to play badminton a bit okay. and meditate which mm-hmm. is i thought samurais did do that meditation so okay. yeah i'm half samurai i guess i think they are, they also played badminton too so you're you're happy there <laughs> <laughs> yeah they did play badminton with the chopped off head i guess exactly exactly yeah toss it around yeah <laughs> um what's one piece of advice you wish you had known and if you can go back in time Uh, yeah, I'm not sure of your age, but maybe say like you would tell your 23-year-old self or 25-year-old self. Yeah, so uh, I, I'm just 26, so I wasn't. Okay. I'm no wiser than I was last year. But uh, what I would tell my 15-year-old self would be okay. like not to get too attached to any idea, any desire, anything. Uh, so basically i developed ocd uh, mm-hmm. and it's because you got to keep thinking about one thing over and over again if mm-hmm. like i know all uh, all the listeners are grown ups but like don't be obsessed with anything they they say you got to be obsessed with success you you got to be mm-hmm. obsessed with uh, this to be able to get it no man you don't need to be obsessed it's going to just cause you pain in the long run if you are not able to get it okay Yeah, just take it easy. Yeah, don't need to to pressure yourself. Yeah. Okay. Um and you know, you what are some of the biggest challenges you're currently facing in order to continue to grow Samurai marketers meaning uh, maybe if you're not putting too much pressure on yourself, is there anything that keeps that keeps you up at night? Uh I would say it's just personal stuff that uh stops me from uh taking it to new heights uh, nothing professionally uh, we have got clients coming in we have the uh operations dialed in it's okay. just like sorting the internal conf- conflicts that mm-hmm. 
like keeps me from scaling this business. Okay. Um, and then, you know, when it comes to you know learning about where you got to you are today, right? I'm assuming there's a lot of players or, or books you may have read that kind of influenced you know your 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 knowledge and your 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 experience and your and your wisdom. Um, would you say is there is there any you know maybe three resources, whether they can be books, uh, mentors, or people you follow in the space who you'd say have been most instrumental to your success? Mm-hmm. So, like, if I were to just name business books, those would be like. Everyone's favorite for our work week. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, then, what's that book about? Uh, built to sell. Yeah, yeah built that's to sell. a great book. Yeah, that's a great book. And uh, something that I just read, uh, obviously awesome. So it's around positioning and okay. all. Yeah, so that's a great book. Uh, and like, if I were to talk about like on the personal side of things, it would mm-hmm. be like the power, the power of now. That's a great book. I would suggest oh, yeah. everyone to read that. Like being in the present moment, that shit helps. Yeah, that's that's a great book. I've read that more than I would say more than almost fifteen years ago. I think maybe a good time to read it again and, and <laughs> see how what I how I look at it today. But yeah, I mean, I understand the value of it more now in terms of actually you know living it versus how, just read it how read old it. were you back then uh i think i read it when i was 18 and uh, mm-hmm. i'm 32 now so what's that i'm 32 now so what is that yeah 14 years ago yeah wow. yeah definitely like nice. i've read some books as a teenager mm-hmm. and they didn't hit that hard like they do now so mm-hmm. yeah it's always good to revisit books yeah, yeah. My my book my book list right now around those topics is around a lot of uh Osho books i don't know if you're familiar with Osho. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I recently great. visited a workshop uh, from oh, cool. one of his disciples. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Definitely have to, yeah, I love, yeah, I love his kind of message, how he explains it, I think just resonates with me today. So, yeah, it's great. Cool. This has been great, Sharia. And I know, so guys listening in, um, you know, so uh, Samurai Marketers are offering our listeners today a 10% discount on any of their services. If you're looking for link building, they're going to give you guys a discount. Just mention that you listen to this podcast, mention the SaaS District podcast and uh, reach out to Sharia directly and he'll give you 10% off. Um, you know, just to wrap it up, where is the best place for, you know, SaaS uh, enthusiasts listening in to get in touch, touch with you and learn more about you and your company? Uh, yeah, so you can head over to samramarketers.com. Uh, mm-hmm. I invite you to book a call with me. Uh, okay. We're going to do some analysis if uh, you're we can like work together if we are good fit. What what are some quick wins for you guys? Okay. Those are like ever those that kind of information is free for you. If you okay. uh happen to uh be a SaaS district listener, uh just mention about it and we're gonna offer you ten percent discount for on a digital PR service. Okay. Okay. Awesome. I appreciate it. Really enjoyed uh, having you on the show today. Thanks, man. It was mm-hmm. great talking to you. Thank you all for watching this episode and joining SAS District today. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit the bell for future episodes where we interview top leaders in the SAS industry. If you're a SAS company looking to grow and unlock the true value of your business, get in touch with us at Horizon Capital and myself or one of our consultants will provide a free assessment to help you get there and hit your goals. If you have any feedback or suggestions for this podcast, 
please comment down below and help us improve our content for you all. Thanks again and see you on the next one.